Well, good morning, Covenant Network. It's definitely one of those mornings where I, I know the routine, and I've done the routine several times, and today I just uh, I need some reminders this morning. You ever have a morning like that? I'll tell you what, let's not forget the most important thing. That is to start our morning in prayer. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I have a question for you this morning, and it's one of those ones that's going to make you say, what does that have to do with anything? So I'll ask you my question, and then you can ask me that question if you like. Do you remember the name Frank Nelson? You know, and, and, and for those of you who are young, the answer is probably no. But those of you who are older, you know, Frank Nelson, he was a, an actor who played some parts on the Jack Benny program. And uh, he's come up a lot in our house lately. What does this have to do with anything? Well, the kids and I have been talking about the, the commitments we've made. And especially with, with five kids um, or you know, thereabouts, really, going back to the days of just having one kid. Um, it was always this time of year that we had to make a big push to do kind of the fall declutter. We got back into the school routine, and then the papers start coming home. It's like, oh, I want to save this. I want to save that. And, oh, we can get rid of this. We can get rid of that. We save more than we get rid of. And then it's time to start thinking about Thanksgiving. And um, it's like, we've got to clean the house for Thanksgiving. Like, we've got to do a, a deep, thorough clean, that, that special clean you do before a major holiday. And this one's always overwhelming. And... So we've been talking about all of these things, like these are the goals that we're setting for the day. Can we do these goals for this weekend, for this day? Yes or no? And the kids just weren't getting excited about it. So Frank Nelson comes into this because I, I, we, we had a talk last week, and I said, kids, when, when we commit to something, we need to commit. We need to let our yes mean yes and our no me no and they're like dad that's boring that's not fun so you know after a day of walking around the house like are we gonna do this yes they they got bored so finally i turned to frank nelson if you're saying who is frank nelson i know that name but i can't remember maybe this will jog your memory yeah. or this yeah. he's he's the, the why yes guy and we've been running around the house and that's been the attitude we've adopted. Frank Nelson's, yes, you know, hey, who's going to help me? I need someone to help me put this away in the dishwasher. We need to put, well, not put it away, but get it in the dishwasher to wash it. You, are you going to help me? And the kids are just, yes. Who's going to help me put all the shoes away where the shoes go? Can you help me? Yes. And, uh, you know, it, it, it goes to show, it goes to show that when we, we endeavor to have a little bit of fun, as we do those things that we have to do. You know, we have to put the laundry away. We have to clean the house. We have to take the trash out. We have to do the dishes. If we have a little fun with those things, the, the, the work seems to go a lot farther. So I'll try not to, to go into that yes too much on the show today. I'll try not to. But I got to tell you, you got kids, you got grandkids, pull that out. Anytime they ask you a yes or no question, and I bet you'll get a laugh. I bet you will get a laugh. Um, so that's number one. Number two, 
Number two. You know, this time of year, it's it's still throwing me off. I love that it's bright in the morning, although I don't mind doing the, the morning. Soon it will be the, the sun will be back down as we start the show, and then it will be coming up during the show. But I don't mind the early sunrise that comes with fall back and, and all of that we've done. But I'll tell you what I absolutely have not adjusted to is the earlier sunset, right? But there is a silver lining, and it is this. We had one of those weekends, and I mean one of those weekends, running around like crazy. We had, you know, those of you that have scouts know that scouting for food, uh, bag drop-off was this weekend, so we had to get there. We had piano lessons. We were supposed to have a soccer game, but that got uh, canceled because the other team didn't have enough players. And then we were supposed to do this, that, and the other thing and, and, and whatnot, and it was one of those weekends. I forget what happened. Um, exactly. But one of the kids was just, their allergies got to them and they weren't feeling great yesterday. So we decided let's, uh, as a precaution, we were, you know, let's keep this kid home. And uh, we have a routine when you go through seasonal allergies in this era of COVID that we worked out with our pediatrician. And so Beth took the kids to mass in the morning and then I was going to go after that. And last night, I went to a local parish that they have a 6.30 mass, and it's so beautiful because they have all these candles, and they barely turn any of the lights on. Like, they have the lights on in the side aisle so you could see to walk up and down the aisle if you need to. There's a few lights on in the sanctuary, but most everything is just the soft glow of candlelight. And there was, there was a scola, you know, of, of children and adults just singing some simple yet profoundly beautiful music and I was just so grateful for it after one of those crazy weekends to have a place like that where you can go to mass and it just draws your attention to the sacrifice on the altar and that very simple 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 beauty that is so transcendent so powerful and yet to our human eyes so simple it was really breathtaking last night. And as it starts to get darker, I just kept thinking to myself, you know, this is something, this is something, Gabe Jones talked about this once on the Roundup, that we should endeavor to bring into our home. I don't know about your home. That's up to you. You decide. But just this idea of every now and then, we've got enough candles. Let's have dinner by candlelight. You know, maybe turn on the light in the other room so that if we need to get up and use the bathroom, we can, we can see to get up from the table, or if we need to go to the kitchen and, and get more milk or more, more whatever, we can do that. But just kind of calm down, slow down, and then have some prayer with that as well. Just a thought. It was really edifying last night, and I'm grateful for Father and for the parish for having that Mass available and for having confessions available before Mass because I, I needed that. Uh, but we got a lot to get to on the show today. We're going to be talking with Dr. Ray later on about uh, discipline with the upcoming holidays season. Uh, how do we discipline our kids without you know driving them away from us is a question I think all of us have. And speaking of confession, it, it's you know losing my temper is one I talk about a lot, right? Uh, we're also going to be talking about Mary and the Rosary today. So let's go get that check of the weather and then we will be back. We are in for a roller coaster ride this week in terms of temperatures. Today, partly sunny by afternoon with a high in the upper 50s. 
that this time of year it's not going to be that cool tonight with a low of 42. Then Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high of 72 degrees. But a cold front approaches Wednesday. Ahead of it, showers and a few thunderstorms with a high in the upper 60s. And when it leaves on Thursday, gone with it, warm temperatures. Partly sunny, 48 Thursday. Mostly sunny, 48 again on Friday. And next weekend, partly sunny with a high of 50 on Saturday. But another frontal system brings more showers to us Sunday with a high in the upper 40s. Today is the feast day of St. Albert the Great, Bishop and Doctor of the Church. Born in Germany late in the 12th century, Albert was the son of a powerful and wealthy military leader who was also a count. He went to the University of Padua, where he was a brilliant student in virtually all areas, including philosophy, becoming an expert in the philosophies of Aristotle. And it was during this period that he had encounter with the Blessed Mother. While hunting in the woods, Albert came upon a beautiful woman dressed in pure white who identified herself as the mother of Jesus, and she spoke to him about the transfiguration. She also encouraged Albert to become a priest. In 1223, Albert joined the Dominicans and began a lifelong journey of writing and teaching. His goal was to consolidate all the knowledge of his day and make it accessible in one place, a sort of 13th century Google. Albert spent 20 years putting together a collection of books and teachings on natural science, logic, rhetoric, mathematics, astronomy, and so much more. His teachings on Aristotle were fundamental to the church's position on philosophy. Albert was also the most influential teacher in the education of St. Thomas Aquinas. He was as well the Bishop of Regensburg, a Dominican provincial, and a preacher to the crusade in Germany. Of all of his writings, the most beautiful of Albert's may well have been this short prayer to the Blessed Mother called Mother of Grace. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. For note, Mary, you have found grace, not taken it as Lucifer did. You have found grace and not lost it as Adam did. You have found favor with God because you desired and sought it. You have found uncreated grace, that is, God himself became your son and with the grace you have found, obtained every uncreated good. He died on this day in 1280. St. Albert the Great, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning. It is, by the way, Monday, the 15th of November. I don't think we said that at the top of the show. And uh, while you all have phones and calendars that can tell you that, I, you know, I feel a duty, an obligation to tell you every day. Here's what day it is. Now that we've got that out of the way. At the uh, top of the show, we were talking about letting your yes mean yes and your no mean no. And as I look around at the world, as I look around at my life, um, that especially in the spiritual life, seems all the more urgent right now, that this is not a time for tepidity, uh, to be lukewarm, as they say. I love that line in Revelation, if you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no, we are told. And uh, when it comes down to it, there are some questions we have to ask ourselves about the faith. And, and you know, the, if the answer is yes, then let's mean it wholeheartedly. So do we believe in the power of the rosary? And that's, uh, that's a question uh, that I ask myself every day. I, I know the answer is yes, right? 
but I look myself in the mirror sometimes and say, do you, do you really believe this? Because if you do, what are you willing to give? And as the consecration to Mary taught me, you know, you, got, you have to be willing to give everything. We are back. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network. And as I sit here looking at the remnants of my children's Halloween candy that I brought into the office, I cannot help but think of the old uh, Almond Joy song, Sometimes You Feel Like a Nut. And when you're raising kids, you know that happens. Sometimes you feel like a nut, and there is no one better to help us as we endeavor to grow in holiness, but get frustrated, angered, upset, whatever it may be by our kids, then Dr. Ray Garendi, host of The Doctor Is In, that you hear right here on Covenant Network, brought to us by EWTN. Dr. Ray, so good to have you with us today. Well, Adam, you made the mistake of pilfering your children's candy. I went out with friends, and I went from house to house. I didn't I didn't dress up. I just told them things like, "Wow, that's my favorite." And virtually every lady gave me something. Well, now I know what to do for next year. I'm a professional. Well, that that's why we have you here, Dr. Ray. Now, speaking of holidays, I, I know Halloween has passed, but we've got Thanksgiving coming up, and then right around that, all of the the craziness of Advent and the Christmas season preparing for Christmas. Christmas will be upon us, we'll be in church, we'll be at parties, we'll be with family, we'll be with friends, and there is no doubt in my mind that at some point in time, my children are going to get on my nerves, and as I just told my second grade daughter when we were prepping her for her first reconciliation, she said, Dad, what do you confess when you go? And I said, well, honey, most every time, if not every time, I confess, I got really angry with my children, I let my temper get the best of me, and I yelled at them, or I was uncharitable in my words, and uh, I failed them as a father in that moment. So I ask the Lord for forgiveness for that, and I want to be a better father. I want to hand down the faith to my children. Uh, recently, I went to some webinar that someone said, hey, come check this out. It's on, on how to have a great relationship with your child. And they said something I was not expecting. They said, uh, you should not impose consequences on your children when they break the rules because they're really just trying to cry out to you, and you need to hear what they're saying, and don't punish them for trying to cry out to you. But then on the other hand, I read an article from The Pillar recently talking about parents who are successful at handing on the faith to their children. The the most successful ones are authoritative parents who balance that authority with warmth as well. And I thought, oh my goodness, I need to call Dr. Ray. So, Dr. Ray, where do we start? The holidays are coming. We don't want to yell at our kids, but they're going to push our buttons. What do we do? Well, first of all, that person, that article that says authoritative is the best, has plenty of research support. So that isn't just a one-shot article. That is pretty much the philosophy. Strong love with strong discipline breeds the best kids. That's not arguable. The person who told you no consequences, I would be real nervous about being around their child some years from now. I just would. I don't know where they came up with that kind of nonsense, um, but there are those quote-unquote expert types who actually believe that, and of course I see them in my office after it blows up in their faces. Well, let's talk about that then. So, you know, inevitably at some point, one of my kids, you know, and and we prep them the night before, you know, say we're going to get up and go to Mass on Thanksgiving morning. 
because we don't want to be running around like fools that morning looking for five pairs of shoes. We say, all right, everybody, before we go to bed, I want you to line up all of your shoes next to the sock bin outside the upstairs bathroom. Did everyone line up their shoes? Yes, I lined up my shoes, all five of them. I lined up my shoes, Dad. And then in the morning, one of the pairs of shoes is missing. We're stressed out. What's the appropriate reaction at that point? There are two levels to that question. The first is the discipline level. If a child is doing something wrong, then you will frustrate yourself by arguing with them, negotiating with them, threatening them, re-reminding them. Tell them what you're going to do about it. Tomorrow morning, guys, if anybody resists me or gives me grief, you're going straight to the corner. I'm not going to say a word. That's the first thing. When parents say they're frustrated over discipline, they're not frustrated over discipline. They're frustrated over the masquerade of discipline, what looks like discipline. Way, 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 way too much words and emotions and arguing. The second level to that question is kids being kids. If you expect your children to act like responsible adults, you're going to get frustrated. They are kids. Your son is going to walk out with his fly wide open. That's the way it is. All right, son, your fly's open. Daughter, uh, where's that other pair of shoes? Well, you need to find it or you're going to be sitting. In other words, the kid stuff is just the kid stuff. That doesn't bug me at all. When a parent gets frustrated over that, we got to look at ourselves. Why am I getting frustrated over my kid being a kid? On the other hand, if it's discipline stuff, i got to act, not yak. All right, now I'm going to shift this a little bit because I get what you're saying, the, the appearance of discipline versus actual discipline, because what I found, especially for the younger kids, now with the older kids, I have that expectation. At 11 years old, if I ask you, did you get your shoes lined up where I told you to put them, and you tell me yes, you've reached the age of reason you should be telling me yes if you mean it and no if you don't. With the four-year-old different story, I should be double-checking, helping her get her shoes so that in the morning we're not going crazy. But, Dr. Ray, I want to switch this around because th this is the time of year we're going to be invited to parties, we're going to be invited to go out and see Christmas lights and displays and nativities and all of those things. And my wife and I have a pretty clear expectation. Before we can go have fun, your chores around the house must be attended to. So, I'm telling you, on Sunday as we drive home from church, if you want to go see the Christmas lights on Friday evening, then all week, make sure you keep your room picked up. It doesn't have to be immaculate, but I expect it to be picked up. I remind them throughout the week, hey, your room's getting a little messy. The little ones who, again, four, five, six years old, I, I help them. I help guide them in that. But then there will be a week, I guarantee you, that someone will not have cleaned up their room. And my wife and I are going to have a choice to make. Do we stick to our word and say, we're not going because we told you if this is not accomplished, we are not going? Or do we say, well, I really hate to rob them of this opportunity, but they didn't clean up their room. But I, I guess I don't want to be that parent that robs them of this opportunity. And that's an area where I know I get lost as well. Don't paint yourself into a corner. If you want to go out and see lights, pretty much no matter what, and you don't want to give one kid the power to blow it for all the other kids, then don't put that as a consequence. Pick something else. See, I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do. When we come back from the lights, you're going to bed early and you're going to bed early because you guys did not do what I asked you to do. 
The other kids can stay up later. As a matter of fact, the other kids can stay up and watch a movie. So in other words, make sure that that consequence is something you want to enforce. If it's not, you've got a bazillion other options. You don't have to pick that one and paint yourself into a corner. Then, okay, here's what else you can do. Let's say you already painted yourself into a corner. You already said it. And sure enough, the 11-year-old blew it for everybody else. You can say, well, here's what I'm going to do. We're still all going to go. But the 11-year-old is going to do the chores for everybody for the next week. I like yeah, it. You, you, know, you, can, you can change your mind. You're the parent. You can say, you know what? I spoke too soon. I don't want to take this away from everybody. It's a good, it's a good holiday tradition. I shouldn't have done it. But here's what I'm going to do instead. And then you can do it. So it sounds like the most important thing in all of this is not to wait for the moment where a decision is going to have to be made, whether it's where are the shoes or did everybody do their chores that we can do X, Y, or Z. It's to start thinking about these things now, to have a united front as parents, a game plan for what are the expectations, what are the consequences, are they reasonable, and are they appropriate for the age levels of our children? And even after all that, don't get frustrated if you don't get success. You may have to just act. You may have to do something about it. They're kids. You go to confession, Adam, and you say the same thing every time you go. Well, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you learning by now? You should have stopped saying that stuff years ago. Still doing it. But yet we expect the kid, after we discipline him three times, not to do it anymore? That's not going to happen. Well, Dr. Ray, I think one last question for you here is in these moments where we do have to stand firm, because because you've made it clear that's one of the things. Mean what we say, you know, don't and, and don't paint ourselves into a corner with it necessarily, but mean what we say. And sometimes, you know, it can be the most heartbreaking thing, especially for my wife, that when the four-year-old breaks the rules and there's a consequence and the four-year-old breaks down into tears, my wife is moved with compassion. How do we balance all of this discipline then with affection and warmth? Because I, I can only think that saying, you're in trouble, here's the consequence, here we go, and then immediately follow it, but daddy loves you so very much, so come here and give me a hug, it's all going to be okay, is probably not good for the child either. Well, they don't understand it, Adam. Here's the biggest mistake I think parents make. They think that discipline is the mean side of love, Okay. So, in other words, uh, love is affection and compliments and hugs and kisses. And discipline, well, that's tough love. No, discipline is love. If you have good, confident, quiet, firm discipline, you don't do it very often. And when you do it, it's not mean. Discipline is not mean. It's the words and the volume around it that's mean. The four-year-old who has to stand in the corner, so what? So he stands in the corner for, for five minutes. Big deal. It's no big deal. He's not going to be mad about that. But when you yell at him or argue with him or tell him, I told you, why didn't you listen? Now you need to go over there right now. Don't even, don't even think again. Now you're getting mean. So the first thing is discipline is love in action. It is not mean. It is not tough love. It is love. Now, you can hug and kiss till the cows come home. That's fine. Hug and kiss as much as you want. That's great. The kid will know that the vast majority of what mom and dad do is very expressive, warmth, love, and affection. They know that. So then those times come that they have to be disciplined. 
That's not going to undo any relationship at all. Matter of fact, I wish I was forgiving as a kid is. There you have it. Dr. Ray Garendi is the host of The Doctor Is In on EWTN Radio. You can tune in every weekday here on Covenant Network at noon central time. Dr. Ray, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today and helping us get ready to go through the holidays with our kids. Thank you, Adam. Friends, you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. We will be back after this. Here we are on another Monday. It's time for a new week of Daily Doses of Encouragement with Patty Schneier. And, Patty, I have to tell you, sometimes I'm looking for the right words to say, and I understand you've brought some words with you today. (laughs) What a great intro for that one. Thank you, Adam. Yes, this week I'm going to share some of my favorite saint quotes. This whole month of November, I really want to be focusing on souls and saints and how to increase our love and devotion of the saints And this week, I just want to share these saint quotes that have actually made such a difference in my own life. They have power. They have impact. And I hope that they can help you in your spiritual journey as well. So when we're at a loss of words, sometimes we don't need to look any farther than the saints. They have articulated so many things that we're feeling and that we want to bring to prayer or things that can challenge us and encourage us. So here's the first one for this week. It's from St. Augustine. And this had a huge impact in my own life. Here's the quote. The interior life, like love, is destined to grow. If you say enough, you are already dead. Let me say that again. The interior life, like love, is destined to grow. If you say enough, you are already dead. Now, this was huge in my own life because I used to think I pray enough. I go to church enough. We give enough money to our parish. I do enough up at church. I always went back to the word enough. And it's very easy to pat ourselves on the back and say, we're a good Catholic. We do enough. I listen to Catholic radio, right? I'm doing enough. I pray. But St. Augustine really challenged that. Your interior life, your prayer life is destined to grow. If you say enough, you're already dead. There are areas in all of our lives where we are spiritually dead and we need those to be awakened. So today, I encourage you to just ask the Lord to shine light on those dark areas, to shine light on the areas where you've said enough. Shine light on the areas where you need to grow, where I need to grow. And this prayer has continued all throughout my spiritual journey. I first heard this in 2002. And to this day, this is still a powerful quote from St. Augustine that impacts me and challenges me evermore. St. Augustine certainly isn't holding back there. And Patty Schneier, I am so glad you shared that quote with us today. We are in for a roller coaster ride this week in terms of temperatures. Today, partly sunny by afternoon with a high in the upper 50s. But this time of year, it's not going to be that cool tonight with a low 42. Then Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high of 72 degrees. But a cold front approaches Wednesday, ahead of it showers and a few thunderstorms with a high in the upper 60s. And when it leaves on Thursday, gone with it, warm temperatures. Partly sunny, 48 Thursday, mostly sunny, 48 again on Friday. And next weekend, partly sunny with a high of 50 on Saturday. But another frontal system brings more showers to a Sunday with a high in the upper 40s.
Now, I'm going to be 100% honest with you this morning. I am just cringing at the fact that we're already starting to talk about the crazy season between Thanksgiving and, well, depending on how you celebrate, either the baptism of the Lord or the purification presentation on February 2nd. But the, the reality is it is coming. In fact, my dad and I were just talking the other day about Thanksgiving dinner and going through the menu and who's cooking what and who's going to be responsible for what. And it's just, it's upon us. It's almost here. So um, if it seems weird, I am a 100% advocate that we let ordinary time be ordinary time and then Advent be Advent. And so I got to tell you, I was a little bit on the fence about asking Dr. Ray some of those questions, but the important thing is I want to be prepared going into it because the kids are already starting to talk about it, and they're already starting to push our buttons a little bit, but we love them, and we want to be the best parents to them we can be, and I know you do too. Let us pray a prayer of thanksgiving for the show today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, speaking of getting ready for Advent and getting ready for Thanksgiving, John Labriola is going to be with us on Wednesday to talk about those two uh, two figures in the gospel, Martha and Mary. And which one do you want to be? Do you want to be Martha or do you want to be Mary? You'll have to tune in to hear more about that. That'll be Wednesday on Roadmap to Heaven. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Have a blessed day. Don't forget to pray your rosary today. And don't forget to strive to be holy today. God's calling you to it. Have a blessed day.